Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast, episode 76. It's Monday again, so here we are in your ears, like always. And uh, my name is Ethan Shalloway. I'm joined by Chris Salona. And Chris, how are you doing today, man? Man, I could not be better. Um, we're knocking a bunch of podcasts out, and uh, this is the first episode that will be released during the month of September. This is coming out on September the 5th, and we're sitting down. It's it's August 17th. We're doing this right now, and even though this is only like two and a half weeks away, in my brain, there feels like such a big line of demarcation between the middle of August and September, and yeah. um, it feels really weird thinking that we're doing something for September right now, but... Um, it's not that far away, I guess, but I'm, I'm good. We're hanging in there. We're, we got the juices flowing today. So, yeah, yeah, we're rip roaring. And, you know, so for us this weekend, September 5th is Labor Day weekend. So I'm just picturing us on a a weekend, um, stress-free kind of cleaning our hands because we got this this taken care of a few weeks before and we just get to relax. It's coming out. So it's, uh, you guys get to listen to it. And, uh, I think our energy levels have, have, have risen. I think we're, we're in a good spot right now. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty pumped I feel, up I for this I feel good. Um, you know, you never know. Um, it's like athletic performance. You never really know, you know, how you might feel, uh, until you get out onto the field of competition. But now that we're out here on the podcast field, I, I feel pretty good. Um, and it's going to be good. We have a good episode, uh, a good episode lined up for today. And we're going to be talking about the tragically hip and Gord Downey. And uh, accordingly, mm-hmm. I have changed into my Canada hat. Um, my hat right. has the Canada leaf on it in, uh, in, in accordance with, with the subject matter for today. And now this is a band, uh, as, as we get into it uh, this week, this is a band that we've been told to listen to forever. And we've made friends from north of the border up in Canada, and they love they love the Tragically Hip, and they always tell us, hey, you need to listen to them. And every single thing that I've ever listened to from the hip in, in the last couple of years since I was introduced to them, I've really enjoyed. And I think this episode kind of serves as a call out. I think uh, everyone listening out there, if you're not familiar with this band, to check them out. And uh, also a reminder for us that there's a lot of great music. And this band was together for you know the better part of you know, 20, 25 years and... Um, a lot of great music out there and a lot of really, really genuine efforts. And it's, it's a great band. They're a great band. They're the crown jewel of Canada. I'd say Canada's one of the more beloved bands from Canada. And I think Gord Downey is right up there with the likes of all of the great musicians to hail from Canada. Obviously, you have your Neil Young's, your uh, your Justin Bieber's, your Chad Kroger's, etc., um, Gord was a, uh, Gord was a great, great man. And, uh, you know, we lost him before his time, I think, but, um, really mm-hmm. excited to talk about some tragically hip. Yeah. Good synopsis right there. Really set the tone. I mean, yeah, he's a Canadian secret as they like to call it. Yeah. Um, which is good. You know what else is, uh, since this is September, it's begun, you know what, you know, who just you know, it's taking a vacation for a month. Billy Joe, Billy Joe Armstrong. Is <laughs> That's going, true. He's another, going, another. Yeah, you're right. He's going to sleep, man. He's gonna. We had to wake him up when September ends. So yeah, he's down um, for the count. Yeah, lucky guy, man. Lucky that would kind of be nice. Sleep for a month. I, I yeah, could use I always, that right you, now. Yeah, you know, when I think about stuff like that, you know, I always think about what. So when COVID first hit, uh, like a month went by, and I don't know if it was. I'm not sure how true it was. But a story came out that Jared Leto was on like a walkabout for like like a month and a half or something like that. We had no technology, <laughs> no nothing. And so he came back 
in like mid-April or something like that and had no idea what was, that COVID was going on. And it was like, oh it was like four God. to six weeks into it. And he like, so he left, came back. <laughs> and he was like, what the, the fuck world, is going on? <laughs> and the world had shut down. Yeah. And it's just such a Jared Leto like yeah, story. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And oh my God. There's gosh, another just, story like that. I don't know if you've heard this before. So back in 1945, during World War II, <laughs> there was this Japanese soldier who got separated from his unit on an island and Shortly thereafter, um, the war ended, the United States or Japan surrendered to the United States. And so this man, this soldier, this Japanese soldier was isolated from the rest of his unit and and the war ended. So his unit went home. They decommissioned. They're out of the military because the war's over. This soldier didn't know that the war was over. And throughout the years, people would try to like drop propaganda leaflets to him or just informational leaflets at that point. Like, hey, man, the war is over. We know you're still out there. Like, come home. It's safe. And they he thought that all of them were just like ruses by the enemy to get him to come and surrender. So this man subsistence survived for like 30 years and he didn't come out until the 70s and the only reason that he came out is uh, by that point the Japanese government had was they were able to get in contact with his commanding officer from the war and his commanding officer went into the jungle to find this guy and decommissioned him and said hey it's all over but this man was out there for like 30 years fighting a non-existent enemy um out out in, the, out, out in the jungle out in the wilderness so I feel that's like the nuclear version of the Jared Leto. Um, but yeah, could you imagine? Oh my gosh. No, no, I don't even I'd know. I'd rather that go to just... sleep for a month then. I mean, cause he was in his, he probably, he was in his late fifties by the time that he, you know, came down from the mountain. That's crazy. That's just like the story that we were talking about, uh, before we got on our friend from college, he was taking the public transportation and fell asleep. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he woke up to the bus driver going, Hey man, Hey, he said, Hey kid. It's over. <laughs> and he had to go. That was, that's how that guy probably felt in the jungle when the guy came and was like, Hey man, it's, all it's over. over. Like, come home. Yeah. It's like, okay. Like, holy cow. Wow. <clears throat> so pretty crazy. Yeah. So Billy Joe, I mean, yeah, he's asleep he's about, right dude, now. Do not disturb Mr. Armstrong until, uh, until the 1st of October. So uh, glad that we've, that's we've put, crazy. we've put him to bed and now, uh, because we've, we've, uh, we've done that, we can have a good episode. So this episode, now we can get on with it. Yep. Absolutely. This episode is episode number 76 and, uh, we wouldn't be at number 76 without the help of everyone listening, but, uh, most notably we would not be here without the help of our top level patrons over on Patreon. And, uh, at the time of this recording of the show, uh, our top level patron list reads as follows. We would like to thank Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce. Shoe the Shoeless, I Hate Your Mom, Kitty Cooper, Brother Nature, The Blue Owl, Kara Kay, Carlene Salona, Seattle 4 fanboy from New Jersey, Fresh Tendonitis, Jamie Lynn, What the Fuck's Up Denny's, our number one fan from Australia, Wayne Staley, Fuck Soup, Rachel Corning, Alex Long, Darian Riddle, Jade Mercado, Doug Endy, Black Hole, Sean, Captain Hightop, Laura and Irene, Millie, Release, Nikki Six, Marianne, Alexis Shannon, Kayla Jean, Sunny Mashburn, Chris LSMS, and Faith Bittner. Thank you all for your unwavering support of this project. You are making it continue to roll well deep into year two. And uh, we're very grateful for that. And uh, because of that, we get to have good music conversations every week. So let's do another one of those, Ethan. What do you say? Let's do it, Chris. We owe it to them. They've they have gained our support and our uh, they have gained our 
um, commitment to them by supporting us. And, And here's another thing about this grunge Bible podcast. Like a lot of people have their own ways of recording shows and they might do little bits here and there. Ethan, you and I, we just come in and we just roll it. We do it live. We roll. Uh, we rarely make cuts. The only times we make cuts is like when my internet crashes. So uh, we right, roll. Or a dog barks. Or a dog just, barks. You know, or you know, dog gets going. Or we lose our train. Yeah, but like we're we're rolling. This is the unfiltered product. And uh, we're very happy uh, that people seem to be enjoying it. And uh, if you enjoy it, we make it for you. We don't make it for anybody else. Uh, this is strictly for the people that enjoy it. So we're glad you're here. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, if you guys like to support, we'll talk about it again at the end. Um, but without further ado, let's get into the Canadian, uh, Canada's secret, which is the tragically hip. hip. Absolutely. And, and, and this is, these guys are kings. Yeah. This is the great public service announcement that most of our listeners are in the United States and the tragically hip never really broke through certainly like they did in Canada. Right. Um, so I think we could do a lot of good this episode and, and introduce people to a band that they might not have spent a lot of time listening to. So Ethan, um, how did you hear about the tragically hip? Through the page, of course. Yeah. I mean, we had some people that were always asking us to post them. Um, and one thing that I always think about, I always connect this to is you posted them and you posted it for somebody. Yes, that there. I'm, I'm. I believe it was a sibling. I can't remember if it was their brother. It was a very, very close story where somebody passed when the same. They had the same, um, the same uh, brain, terminal brain damage as as Gordon. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. And I and you posted something very nicely, and and then obviously he responded, and it was it was so it was it was just very touching. And man, this might have been how was how close was it to his death. So Gord passed away in 2017, so it couldn't have been right. long after that, and and we became aware of. And that. I didn't really, right. I didn't really like because when I first heard of them, he had he had passed. It had right. only been so I, I had only heard of them, um, yeah, like five years ago or something like that. Right. So it was probably right around that same time, mm-hmm. which is always sad when you get introduced to a band, um, that the lead singer has passed away, and then when the lead singer is so much of the band, right? And um, that's what Gord was to the band, and that was that was a really special post that he had. That's one of the posts out of the seven thousand that has been put up. That always sticks. I always think about that one because those are the special ones. Yeah. And and then you know, like I said, I, I you know come to a band and then I hear that the lead singer is gone. But I mean, they were together for thirty two, thirty three years, and that's incredible. I mean, that is a long standing band. I mean, that is. You know, that's five years older than me, right? You know, I mean, that's so long mm-hmm. to be playing music. And they, like you said before, like they'd be playing, they'd still be playing now if he was going. Yeah. Because that's what they did. I absolutely agree. And and same origin story that you have um, throughout the page, I think sometime maybe late 2016, early 17. Uh, it might have been 2016 during their last tour, uh, which concluded uh, in 2016. You know, mm-hmm. that people had, had people had reached out to us about them and told us that we should really get into them. And and we've made some friends through the page that that live in Canada, and certainly the visibility and the prowess is much more well known. Uh, you know, of the tragically hip to the people in Canada, obviously. And um, it was one of those things that I remember listening for the first time and, and really, really enjoying it. And it seems like the more you learn about a band like the Tragically Hip, for me, growing up in the States, the way I understand Pearl Jam to be in the sense that their shows and their fandom at this point, you know, 30 years down the road, seems like such a communal thing and such a collective healing thing 
Um, that's what I feel like the hip were for so many people. Yeah. They were Canada's band. They were, uh, Gord Downey was everybody's, it was Canada's friend, Canada's father, Better. Canada's brother, um, Canada's son, you know, because their career, their career lasted for so long. I mean, 84, uh, to 2017 when Gord passed away. Um, it just seems like that kind of band that's like, it's more than the music and, and, and you hold them closer than the reasons that you hold them closer more than the reasons why your favorite song is your favorite song. Like it, it just means more than that. And, and I gather that from their music and I don't even know where I would, where I would place their music and, and how I would kind of um, categorize it as, but what, what are your thoughts on that? But they're just a great rock band. They are. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this before and I was listening to them and I like, some of their some of their slower stuff and medium stuff I really enjoy, but um, they're just a great rock band. Like I mean, it, you know, in the best, you know, in the most, how do I say it? You know, they're really good to me. Like I want to say, I, I love dive bar bands. Yeah, and I feel like they should like they're in the dive bar hall of fame. They just look like the perfect band that you go and you get one of those unexpected awesome experiences kind of intimate they're just playing music because they love it the people there know them like it's so communal and it's just like it's just right for a smaller setting but i know they also played you know mass some of the they played woodstock 99 they played some really awesome big shows yeah but, and they used to play you know they just, they just rock, all over dude. the place and they yeah they could really do and it i think all. it's because gord it's because gord was i mean his voice was unique it had it had just that really little was. bit of flair to it that makes bands stick out and then that makes the you know the musicianship kind of ride. Yeah. And that's what it was, dude. It was just a, it was just a really good ride all the time, yeah. it seemed like. I mean when I, I watched the videos, I'm like, damn, these guys are just like having And they look fun. like they're having like, they're so just... much fun. And something else that's really cool. So this band was together from eighty four until Gord's passing. It was the same personnel in the band the whole time, which is just you don't see you don't see that all the time. And, and yeah, and you know, the most Canada thing about this band is not only is the lead singer's name Gord, but there's another Gord in the band. Absolutely. The bassist, Gord Sinclair. Um, and if we go down the lineup and give them their due, you had Gord Downey at the front, obviously, uh, leading the band. You had Rob Baker, the very talented guitarist, um, Paul Langua also on guitar, Gord Sinclair on bass guitar, and Johnny Fay on drums. And um, I think that's such a cool thing. Uh, for a band to one last that long to be that active over those 32, 33 years that they were together. And Ford, you just think about the seasons of life that, that these guys went through together. I mean, obviously everything you had, you had children, you had marriages, you had divorces, you had losing parents, you had losing friends, siblings, and, and obviously losing one of your band members in a very um, emotional and drawn out fight with cancer. Um, I remember I think they went public with with Gord's cancer diagnosis in early 2016, and it was terminal. He was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer, and yes. and he decided that that at that time that he wanted to take the band out again. And this is one thing I wanted to bring up. This is probably the most unique thing about the band, and and like its its story is, you know, there was a time when they knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And they kept playing and they kept playing the music. And then the shows grew, you know, the shows became something so different. And you watch some of those like final live performances. There was so one emotional. Oh my gosh. And he's just, I'm actually, you know, I'm getting chills thinking about it. He's just yelling and you could like someone commented and was like, like Gord isn't just yelling at, you know, 
for like show like he's yelling at mortality he's yelling at sickness he's yelling at cancer like in those like all these like words and i was like blown away because yeah they he chose to continue playing and people went and like i can't imagine you know the their final show on the 20th and in august 20th 2016 just knowing that it's like knowing that what's going to happen in like the last show yeah and they broadcasted and, you know, joke it up, nationwide in canada and like, yeah, almost just under 12 million people like watched it live, yeah. you know, and I'm just, you know, and you think we make jokes about other bands, you know, playing, re, you know, reunion tours and like last show ever, you know, going out of business stuff. But like, this is one of those times where like, it was very real. It was like, this is the last time that we're going to, we're going to do this. So, oh man, that's it it's is, a, it really such a unique it, story. It, it, and it does. To you their, said it gives you chills. It gives me chills. I'm sitting here thinking about that. And just, I think watching the footage from that and just listening to the interviews that Gord did throughout that tour in that year. And, and he did a really, really long one uh, that year for CBC up there and it's on YouTube. And um, it's just, it, it just feels like those shows, if you could pick one word to encapsulate what they felt like, it was just love um, because it's such a rare thing I think in life. And it's one of the cruelest elements of life to, to know you know, to have a crystal ball and you know what's going to happen. And you know, in this sense, that the Gord Downey, he was dying. He was dying. And, and, and for him to choose to to go out there and, and, and bring that community together and, you know, for his own for his own sake, for the bands and for all of the fans to get together one last time or, you know, uh, yeah. over that summer for people that were able to go. It's just um, it's hard to describe what that feels like because yeah. you know, they, re they released records. I mean, people grew up. People grew up listening to hip records, got married, had kids, and then their kids listened to hip records and went to hip shows. And you really feel that, uh, you know, throughout their throughout their catalog and all of their songs. I think they've they've taken such a special place in the hearts of people that are fans of them. And and even for me, I mean, I I, I did not hear about them until Gord was he had almost he he was at the end of his life when I had heard about who they were and and their songs have a place in my life for different points of my life that I can hear a hip song and I can remember uh, something that was happening just because it's the type of music that I think is, is so open to being made yours. Uh, you listen to it and it's just, it's so open and it's accessible and it's, it's applicable to what's going on in your life. And I think that's something that really, um, really, really made them special because not everybody can do that. Um, not everybody can do that sonically and not everybody can do that lyrically and, and, and they were so good at doing both of those things. Or authentically, too. Yeah. Like to do it in a way that, I mean, because like you said, it was, he came back to, to make music because he loved it. And, and the band loved playing music and that was, that's who they were. And, um, you know, that's what they wanted to do. And, I can't, and that's so cool. It really is super um, inspiring to think about. Yeah, absolutely. And just, like you said, that they were massive in Canada. You know, and yeah. that is, that is really cool to think about. I, I really do. Cause sometimes you get caught, you know, you get caught in a, a small world view and thinking about your own, you know, certainly here in the United no, States, country. I think in it's, the United you know, States where we kind of grow up and we're implicitly and explicitly taught sometimes that, you know, what happens here is, is all that matters. And you kind of forget sometimes that there's right, other well, making it big in the U S and they said that they were like, they wanted yeah. to make it big in, you know, the U S but like, 
they they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They played for the people that in their in their area in their town. Yeah, that's absolutely like very admirable. Yeah, I I have to say, um, in terms of their music, if if you've not heard of them. I am normally not a big fan of greatest hits compilation albums, but I think if you've not listened to the hip, I think a great place to begin is the 2005 uh, greatest hits album called your favorites. Um, they call it your favorites. It's, it's certainly got most of my favorites on there. Um, yeah. And, and just like they put out, I think they put out 13 studio albums throughout their lifetime. Yeah. And um I think from all of them, there's songs that, that kind of struck me, uh, you know, going back to uh, one of my favorite records from them is, is Road Apples from 1991 and um, Fiddler's Green and Last of the Unplugged Gems. I think, you know, you ever listen to a song, Ethan, sometimes where you listen to it and you just say, shit, I wish that was 12 minutes long instead of two minutes. Yeah. That is oh, this, yeah. that is this song for me, Last of the Unplugged Gems. And, and it's kind of, they they were so versatile with what they could do. I mean, they had fast stuff that was kind of rocky. They had, you know, stuff that would fit in a, in a dive bar. They had emotional, slow, sad songs. I mean, Fiddler's Green is so sad. Um, and they just kind of, they were able to capture so many different planes of emotion uh, in their music, which is something that I, I really, really appreciate. And just kind of looking through the songs of theirs that I really appreciate. Uh, like all of them are unique in the sense that they affect me in a different way. And I think that's something that's really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, those are great, some great songs. Obviously, Bob Cajun is an incredible song. It's someone that pop pops up probably for most people. Yeah. And at the end, I think a lot of people were playing um, "Ahead by a Century," and I that song that song might be I think might be my favorite. That one is really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, just. Yeah, it just fits them fits them really well, and like I said, mm -hmm. people were playing it, people were covering it. That was kind of the song that um, to send them off with, which is really cool. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you mentioned Bob Cajun. Like that's like that's one of the songs of theirs that I have this very very vivid memory. Um, it was I think 2018 or 2019, and I was not particularly happy with like where I was at in life or like where what my job was and just kind of what was going on. And I remember I listened to that song and I was just driving. Uh, I was living in the Midwest at the time. And, and that song kind of captures like, like such like a feeling of, of yearning in it. And I remember listening to it and listening to the lyrics and just how it sounded. And I was like, shit, like I need to, you know, this is, this, this is, this is big, this is important. And I need to, you know, look after myself and do the things that I want to do. And, it helped me make some decisions at the time, believe it or not, which sounds silly listening to a song and kind of sorting right. things out. But I think that's the power that they had. And they were able to do that. And they had they had other songs that were absolute rockers. I mean, I think of um I think of Grace Two and Gift Shop as just kind of like these big these big songs that sounded great at the big festivals and uh, you know, they were able to do that and they were able to play something a lot quieter. And and another song of theirs that I really appreciate is uh, my music at work, which is the title track of their 2000 album and um yeah it's just they're such a unique band and the 90s there was there was so many good music acts in the 90s and i think they really hit their stride in the 90s uh with a lot of those records that came out and um i really i can't say enough about about this band really um and it's, yeah, it's one of those things that we talked about in the beginning i i find myself wanting to listen to them more because I've only scratched the surface, you know, I've, I've listened to, yeah, like you said, your favorites. And then, you know, the ones that, 
um, were recommended. Um, but I kind of want to, I kind of want to watch the, you know, the live performances of these guys. Like that's yeah. kind of where I want to go and see cause, cause what, another thing that he did that I really like was the way that he talked while the music was going on and mm-hmm. like the, how he'd interact during it. And he would, he would speak with such tenor, like it was just, it was very welcoming and, and he had, he had good things to say. So I kind of want to go and listen to uh, some of those live performances and see um, what they have for me and see yeah. what they have and what I can take away because, um, you know, it's kind of un- uncovered in a way. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty exciting because, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of music. There's and, you know, 13 albums, 33 years of, lot, of stuff. There's a lot of live performances. And speaking of that, there's one version. So um, their song Poets, which is off of the the same record Bob Cajun's off of, um, you, you'll you love this video. I've posted it a couple of times, but it's from a 2005 the live eight show uh, they played poets and Dan Aykroyd came on the, uh, came on the stage and, and took the harmonica and just hammered away. And, and what we were talking about earlier, how authentic they felt and, and how authentic they were, not just, they felt they were having so much fun and uh, that's, that's so, so, so cool. And honestly, out of all of the bands we've posted so many bands and inevitably somebody out there will have something bad to say about whatever band we post. I don't think we've ever gotten a bad comment or somebody saying that they don't like this band and the people, the people that like them feel so attached to them. And I think um, far further more than anything that we could ever say about them or, or any, any music commentator or critic or what have you could say about that. That's the testament to the band is the fact like, We'll do a little social experiment when this comes out. We'll, we'll post right. Tragically Hip on, on September 5th and uh, you know just just read what people have to say and how endeared they feel to this band. People like to write about the band too, and we've had a lot yeah. of a lot of good good stories. And yeah, maybe it's because they yeah they don't get the they don't get the as much hype as other bands. And yeah, stuff they still for kind of feel reason. special. So when they, they so when they like do come can, up. Yeah. yeah. So when they do come up, people like they, that's when they, they're excited. You get excited. Yeah. Those right. com- you don't, they don't have those conversations, conversations as much as we've had the, the unplugged ones and the pink pop conversations. And- right. Exactly. Yeah. This is an important area. And this is like that weird space of the show and the weird space of the page where, um, it challenges us sometimes to post bands and to talk about bands that we don't have the encyclopedic knowledge that we do of a Pearl Jam or something or a Soundgarden. And it's, and that's one of my favorite things about this show that we do because it's really just kind of like a, it's a timeline and it's a process and it's, it's a community where I think we can all learn together. And sometimes people will come to us and and ask us our opinions or ask us what we know. And, and I much prefer those conversations in those moments where we can discover things together and, and talk about new stuff together, stuff that's new to us at least. Um, because I think that's how you that's how you form bonds to music uh, is you share it with people at the at that point where you you first sink your teeth into it. I think back to those days where we were getting into grunge, and I think I wouldn't love it as much as I turned out to love it if I hadn't discovered it alongside you. And if we hadn't, right? Uh, it was just so cool because it's like you listen to something and you're like, holy shit! And then your next thought is, I can't wait to show this to in my case, I was like, I can't wait to show this to Ethan. Like I need to send this to him right now. And, and I think, you know, with a band like this, I'm sure over the next couple of days and weeks, we'll probably get more into this and that's going to happen again, where it's like, wow, like this song is so good. Like, I wonder if Ethan's heard it, like, let me send it to him or Chris needs to hear this. And, and I think that's, that's my favorite thing. Music is just a, 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 
a venue for discovery and for community. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it is, it is fun to get pushed in these, um, in this direction, kind of music discovery and especially, especially when the band is deserving, you yeah. know, I don't know. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes, get pushed sometimes they're life. not. <laughs> and I, I actually kind of feel like I owe it to the rock and roll world, the, you know, Canadian rock world, the, the, the hip fans all, you know, I, I really, I feel like, you know, this is, this is a part of, of rock history that I, I need to, I need to know. I need Certainly to be in. Is. So it's, it, I have no problem uh, taking that, you know, taking that discography and, and taking a, di- taking a dive, slow Absolutely. dive. I totally I'm, I'm, agree. I'm up for it. Hell yeah. I'm up for it too. I hope everyone out there is li- listening is also up for it. And we can all, uh, all head into the, head into the tragically hip. Also that, that's a, that's a sweet name for a band. It is. It it's is so, so good. It's so good. It's, it is. It is very good. And I love that people obviously short and shorthand is the, you know, hip. the hip. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's pretty solid. Yeah. It's a good name. They knew Absolutely. what they were doing and yeah, they did it well yeah. for all those years. I mean, long time. Man, it's such a, and it really is a poetic, like it's so sad that we lost him, but you know, the way they went out and how they were, you know, endeared. And I mean, it's a, it's really, it's beautiful uh, career as a whole. Yeah. So I think I'm happy. The, for, I'm happy for, you know, that they had that and Canada had yeah, them. Like it's 100%. special. I think one of the most selfless things you can do is, is help other people create memories that they carry for the rest of their lives. And I think that's the, that's the draw and that's the rub on a lot of these bands that we like and, and the hip certainly did a lot of that over their years. And certain, especially on that last tour in 2016, they made a lot of memories for a lot of people, including for themselves, you know, however long or short they were able to hold on to those. And, uh, that's, that's what we like. And, uh, that's, that's why we listen and we're going to continue to do that. So if you haven't, haven't listened to much hip, I think, uh, I think you should do it. So that's our, Here's your sign. Yep. Yep. The grunge Bible public service sign. announcement. So we, we don't, we don't get preachy about stuff and this isn't preachy, but, uh, this is non-negotiable. Once again, I think, uh, I think you got to listen. I think you should. I agree. Um, so if you're listening, if you're still listening, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate you greatly um, shout out to drew mcfadden our producer he does a an excellent job every week um keeps us honest in everything we do so we're thankful to have him along our side uh, and chris i'll just say thank you to you uh you're doing an awesome job yeah, over you too, there in rhode we're, island hey we're doing great we're, just, we're doing our best you know and yep. I, I hope you guys out there uh can see and can appreciate what we do uh, sometimes it's not easy Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's harder than other times. And uh, lately yeah. it's been a little hard. So I, I yeah, hope luckily the hip gave me some energy today. Yeah, 100%. I felt, I felt, I felt gored today, but yeah, lately yeah. It, it has been tough and yeah, you know, we're doing our best over here. So I hope, I hope you guys appreciate it. Yeah. As long as you're enjoying it, we're enjoying it. So we're going to continue <laughs> to do that. <laughs> so I think we're going to finish off with some more songs of the week. Yep. Um, we just, you know, it feels, you know, we're just, we're kind of, we're doing a few in a row. Yeah, we're so slamming we've already, several podcasts so, yeah. today. So it's, so, we it's, gotta, always, we it's gotta, so weird to like check in and pretend <laughs> that it's fresh or talk about it being September 5th when it's August 17th. And this is the second podcast that we've done and we have a couple more to do or whatever. But yeah, song of the week. Um, that's the thing. It sucks sometimes because this is not an accurate portrayal of what my September 5th song of the week would be because it's still, right. still August here, still middle yeah. of August. But um, I'll, I'll I think there's first. only... Yeah. Okay, I was just go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, in, in the spirit of the episode, I, I do pick the last of the unplucked gems by the tragically hip. 
Um, I, I love the lyrics and there's like, there's so few lyrics in it, but it's just, it's almost like, it's almost like shoegaze without being shoegazy. It just feels like super airy, but, uh, I love the lyrics. Like it's hard to say it's sad, but true. I'm kind of dumb. And so are you the last of the unplucked gems. And I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know where the unplucked gems are, why they haven't been plucked and why there's so few of them left, but it feels important. Um, it just feels really important, and I fucking love that song. Um, it's consistently one of my top songs on Spotify because it's so short, so I just put it on replay over and over and over and over again, and uh, I just love it. I love it a lot. That's good. Yeah, I was thinking it's only fitting that we pick a hip song yeah, for song this one, hip. and I'm and I'm going to go with A Head by a Century, and I, I want to point out the uh, couple of the lyrics because I – no, I think it's a, he. He was he was great. You know, yeah. he, he wrote some really really, know, some really great stuff. But uh, the, the right in the chorus and say, and that's where the hornet stung me, and I had a feverish stream with revenge and doubt. Tonight we smoked them out. You are ahead by a century. And it goes on, yeah. but uh, man, I it's like a good that. song, and it's it's a uh, yeah. I mean, it is worth the listen. So I just yeah, one more thing. I, I just love his his the flair that he has in his voice is. It's really, it's really great. Like it's, it's just enough. It's just enough, can, you know, you, it's, you an, know it's, enough, it's enough Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. No, so. I, I like that too, because sometimes it doesn't come across. Like I think of um, Camp Cope, they're from Australia and their lead singer, Georgia Mac, like you can tell she's Australian. Uh, you listen to, you listen to Gord, like you can tell he's Canadian and I, I love it. It's awesome. Um, and it's just such a, I don't know. It's one of those bands. I, I always find myself smiling when I think about them and I always find myself my mood inflated uh, from them. So I appreciate that a lot. So what a, what a good episode. I like that. I liked it too. All right, guys, hope you did too. And if we didn't, like I like to say, we will be back next week and we will yeah. try again. So if we, if it didn't work this week, give us another shot next week. Uh, we will do better. If we don't, well, go back in the archives and find one. Yeah. And if there's you a, really can't find one, point. yeah. <laughs> if you cannot find one, well, we tried our best. Yeah. There's no, there's no failure in effort, as they say. So we're, we're <laughs> trying. <laughs> well, everyone, that'll just about do it. We'll see you next week for episode number 77. Until then, uh, take care and rock and roll. Yep. Have a great week. Rock and roll. Exactly. Be good, everybody. See you. Later.